Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here with Gar. That's me. And today we have a special episode, and I say it's special because it's just like a regular episode, but we want to call it special, because we're actually looking forward to this one. This mm. is an unusual one. We haven't done this before. We are doing Song Wars, and there will be 11 battles in this war, and the criteria for each battle is the songs all have the same name per <laughs> battle. So, so we'll see rounds of 11 rounds where three combatants with the songs with the same name go against each other. I won't say head to head, head to head to head. Head, head to head to head. head, head. To head. Yeah. Uh, and see which one. Now, you guys are going to disagree with some of these, but it doesn't matter because you can come in and say, first of all, it's neither of those three. It's this mm. one. Yeah. An extra new new contender. Mm-hmm. But it uh, probably isn't. I think we've covered. So the first round is called the battle for hello. So <laughs> the three songs are called hello. And you can probably already start to guess which ones we've chosen, but there's three songs we're going to play. Um, I'm actually going to just blast into them right now and see if we can... Uh, um, uh, we'll discuss them afterwards. Yep. Between us and a That was obviously Adele with Hello, Lionel Richie with Hello, and Oasis with Hello. But we're asking, <laughs> what is the best Hello in this round one, the Battle of Hello? Um, right, straight off the bat, I suppose, we'll have a little bit of a talk. This Hello by Adele is the lead single from 25 that was released five years ago. Uh, mm. The title um, is like her age. I think it's always her age. Really? time. But it's, I'm pretty sure not only does she sing on this, but she also plays drums on the song. Oh, weird. All right. There you go. Uh, Lionel Richie's Hello. Yep. This is the second uh, number one song from his debut album mm. after leaving the Commodore. So this is 1983, Can't Slow Down. He played piano on this track, but that's not really a surprise to anybody, I don't Yeah. Uh, and Hello by Oasis, the very first opening track from, well, the very first opening track. It can only be one opening track. The very first and last opening track from the four platinum, four times platinum, What's the Story, More and Glory from 95. Mm. It's a brilliant album. And I think it's a great intro. It's not a single, but it's a well-known known song. Yes. So I'm going to try and pick my favorite of these. Yeah. And I, it'd be, I feel like it'd be thick if I didn't pick Hello by Lionel Richie. Yeah. If, let's say I only heard all these three songs. Like, first of all, I love all three of these songs. Yep. I think Hello by Adele is an incredible song. I really do. Uh, Oasis are not going to win this one for me. I don't no. think. No. no. I honestly think it's between Adele and Lionel Richie. And if I heard all these songs for the first time, I'd be like, what is that, la- that, hello- what, that middle one? Hello? Hmm. Yeah, not hello and not hello, but hello. <laughs> that's, a, that's a banger. Which one? Hello. Uh, by Lionel Richie. That gets my one. Who do you go for? I'm picking Lionel Richie as well. I have to. Um, <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. It's it's iconic. It's incredibly catchy. Uh, the Oasis one is fine because like, if you went down and bought the album, 
uh, after hearing the signals and you, you threw it in, you hit play. Obviously, that was the fourth song you heard and you weren't skipping it. No one ever skips the fourth song because you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. So, it, 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 like, Hello Boy Oasis is very iconic as well, but not in the it same is. way that Lionel Richie is. That Adele song's fantastic, but yeah. it's, it's no uh, Lionel Richie hello. Yeah, so. like, it's weird that, like, everyone knows the Hello song because... We'll talk about this, comes up a few times, maybe on this episode, but there's some albums that are so big that they might as well be fo- all singles because I yes. know them so yes. well. And that song, Hello, is the fourth song off one of the biggest albums of all time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it doesn't, uh, maybe because it's not a single, it doesn't have the chops to beat. Uh, no one's going to beat them two songs. But I still yeah. like it. But look, uh, that's it. That's the first battle. The battle for Hello. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to fly through them because we have 11 to do. So, uh, <laughs> Lionel Richie. Yeah, so yeah, Hello, we'll, Hello we'll, wins. We'll, We'll stick on them if if you want. Um, so now we are on to round two, the battle round of two. the power of love. Exactly. The battle of the power of the love. The power of love. So we've got three powers of love here. Um, uh, what, I, what I'll do is, I'll, actually, you know what? Just do what you've done. Play the songs first. Yeah. Uh, play our snippets. And then we'll come back in. We'll give you a little bit of information about, about these songs. No worries. Make love your Give it, give it to us there. Who have we got? Right, so we've got, um, obviously, The Power of Love. I'm going to get sick of saying all these names. <laughs> the Power of Love by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which is the third single. Third single off Welcome to the Pleasure Dome in 1984. Uh, got re-released in 1993 uh, by Holly Johnson himself, put out his own solo version of it, which is kind of weird. He, th- he, he, he done that. He done that a few times, I think, where he, he banged out his own little versions of his own songs. Um, yeah. And then it got re-released again in 2000. Uh, it was a number one single. It was also considered to be a Christmas song because it was released uh, kind of towards the end of November That's when it was right, originally but, released. But There's no it, reference I, to Christmas. However, no, it's not. However, here's the thing. The video was the lads in the band reenacting a nativity scene and the cover oh. of, the, of the single was uh, like a Baroque painting of a nativity scene. So right. even though there's no reference to Christmas in it whatsoever, it came out at the end of November and it had a nativity on the cover and the video was a nativity. Yeah. So people are like, oh, it's absolutely, that's a Christmas song. Like, you better believe yeah. it. Um, that was a third number one single. Uh, next one, Huey Lewis in the News. Came out in oh. June 1985. Uh, obviously, super famous for Back to the Future. Um, uh, the, the every, I'm sure everybody knows the, the, the history of, of the Ghostbuster song and the, um, by Ray Parker being a lift of a yeah. Huey Lewis song. And uh, then they went to Huey Lewis and they were like, listen, can you make us a song? Bang that out. Try threw it on, a, on, a, on an album. That was their first number one hit. I think the song before that might have been like number two or number three. Done all right with them. But that was definitely their first number one hit. That's like one of the biggest... Kind of when you think of the eighties, that's the soundtrack to the eighties to me. Anyway, yeah. um, it's it's always playing around it's in there. Huge, yeah. yeah. Uh, third one is Jennifer Rush, released in December nineteen eighty four. Um, it got released in nineteen eighty five in Europe. It was number one uh, in the UK chart for a while. It was the number one selling single in nineteen eighty five in the UK 
Really? Um, completely, yeah. There's six official versions of that song. Six official. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, of Jennifer Rush's version, there's uh, six different versions of it. It was covered by everybody as well. Uh, covered yeah. by Air Supply, Laura Brannigan, Celine Dion. Um, yeah, you know what's annoying me though is that on the list here, on the Spotify <laughs> list, everything is perfect with the three power loves except Jennifer Rush's one has a small O on the of. And, it was, yeah, and that's kind of I annoying. Think she, I think she should lose a point for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no need for that. There's no need for all them to be capitalized, but that's like whatever. She is closer to being correct, but it looks wrong. How about that? Yeah, actually, you know what? It looks better, actually. It always looks better. Making making the small, like, yeah, yes, you're right. Actually, you're supposed to make of and ah small, aren't you? Yes. Well, no, none of those should be capitalized by the first letter anyway, even as I a description. Don't know. Of, yeah, like, maybe, actually. Um, yeah. But, but like, uh, because she's got yeah. the lowercase o, uh, oh, the, the winner for me is Huey Lewis, like, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm going to go for Frankie. Really? I love yeah. Frankie Goes to Hollywood, but... I'm, I love that song. Really? So much. I'm marking these no, down, no. by the way. I have a sheet in front of me. Do you? Good. Yep. You see, you know what? I absolutely love the Jennifer Rush one as well. Like, oh, I me too. It. There's no losers in that in that batch. But I think she might not be winning that one, though. Um, just, uh, because, no. just because the song... You know what, though? It's the best mournful power of love. It's and Frankie's grim. the second best... Yes. Mournful. It's almost mournful. Power of Love by Huey Lewis. Man, I don't know. Actually, it's really tough. But I think I'm going to have to go with Frankie Gosol because I just think the composition of the song. I can listen to that song any time. It's amazing. Year, it not is just Christmas. amazing. Yeah. But if if Power of Love was taken by Huey Lewis was taken out of the world, I'd be very very sad. Oh, you'd be super so I don't, sad. I don't. I, I I know what I prefer, but I wouldn't. If I had to pick one to be left in the world, it would probably be Huey Lewis. But put me down for uh, Frankie. Put, have you marked down for Frankie? Have me marked yeah. down for Huey, and I have the two of us marked down for Lionel Richie. Who's the third in our battle of the bangers here? This is round three: the battle for changes. Oh, we need to change things. Mm. Battle for we're gonna call it the battle for change. Yeah, sounds good, but it's not. It's the battle for changes. So let's uh, give a blast to these three changes. Yep. Oh shit, right, okay. Well, right, how right, do you right. pick? How do you pick? You know what? Like, fuck. I, it, only when you listen to that song Changes by two back the whole way through, you're like, oh god, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, it's one I of those just, you forget about it and then you listen to it. Like, oh, oh. I laughed because when it, the drum beat comes in, I don't think anyone was expecting that. Maybe some people were expecting it. I mm. hope they weren't. I hope they weren't expecting it. Um, that's a fucking really tough one for me. It's not Black Sabbath changes because I don't like that song. I, I like, like that song, but it never sounded like a Black Sabbath song to me. So no, yeah. it instantly discounted. Um, um, so it's a bad leader too. Changes is actually one of my favorite Dave Bowie songs. It is. It's amazing. Uh, it's so good. But um, I get this mad feeling when I listen to Tupac Changes. Mm. And it just reminds me of a brilliant time in my life when it was just the 90s. And it was, So that was... Um, Black Sabbath changes. I know we're discounting it, but that was recorded in '72 for their fourth album. Tommy Iommi wrote on um, piano, wrote the piano melody, and Geezer Butler wrote the song about Bill Ward's breakup with his wife. Mm. Changes Bowie was released in 1971, so just a year before that uh, on Hunky Dory. It was one of the first songs he ever wrote on keyboards. Mm. It was a bit of a thing. And Changes by Tupac. Um, the reason I was talking about this because the 
it's recorded in 92, but the remix one is in 98. I think that's the one we remember the most. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I was listening to the changes, the, two, the 92 version. I doubt it. Sure we all, it we all remember that, that fucking ding, 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 ding. We yeah. all remember that piano one. Uh, um, so that song reuses lines from, I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto, for, uh, which was actually came out the same year as mm. the main hook sample from The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby and the Rage. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Tupac because it's just, like, uh, it's so crazy to go for that over uh, Sabbath. And, uh, yeah, and but I don't when know. When I listen to that song, I go, I could listen to that song like 10 times in a row. Yeah. I just love the feel of it. It's cheesy. It's not even really Tupac-y. Uh, it's, it's a pop song. I don't care. I love it. I'm putting it down. I think I'm going to pick Bowie. Yeah. Um, just to split the difference, just so he's not ignored. If you had to pick Bowie, I would have picked Tupac. Let's let's put it that way. That's fair enough. That's all um, right. <laughs> I, I, I think that's, that's my only option right now, to be brutally honest with you. Um, so yeah, we've got Jesus man. This playlist is so good. If you think about it, it's like, really, really it's good. good song, this is it? this would be uh, might even be better if you just hit shuffle. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, it might even be better if you just hit shuffle, so you don't have I to think listen. There's only like literally about a couple of bad songs on it, and uh, yeah, and even the bad one, ones aren't that bad. No, there's there's one not great, and it's never going to win. But we'll get to it later. Yeah, we'll get to uh, it. That's that's uh, the battle for changes. Yeah, that, round three. What's okay. what we got for round four? Round four is the battle of buddies. Ooh, the battle of the buddies. Um, as usual, we're just gonna play a few snippets, get you get you into the mode, get you understanding what we're gonna be talking about. Yep. there's the three buddies there's the three so the first off we've got buddies by smashing pumpkins um which is on side two or should i say the second disc of melancholy and the infinite sadness the disc mm. entitled twilight to starlight it was a second track it was a non-single album track non-single, which is yeah. the majority i think there was six singles off that album yeah. um uh, this came out in October 24th, on October 24th, 1995. Uh, surprisingly enough, when you found this out today, that album is longer on vinyl than it is on CD. Really? Yeah, by about oh, six, seven minutes. I don't know how or why, I haven't a clue. Oh, I thought you meant it came out like before on vinyl for like no. a few months. No, it was like the actual playtime is longer. There's different cuts of songs or something on the on the vinyl version of it than there is on the shorter, CD. Wouldn't... Usually it'd be much shorter, but no, because I think yeah, it's, is it six LP is that album on vinyl. I, think, I have a bootleg of it. Yeah. The original of it is hundreds. You know zero. what? I think it's a fantastic song. Right? I love it. But whenever I hear it, I get this shiver like I've done something wrong because I always went to play Drowning Pool Bodies and sometimes I would actually drag in uh, Bodies by Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Cl- clear the floor. Clear it all together. Not a single. <laughs> and it was like people to see walking gone. And I wouldn't mind but we playing Bodies at the very end of the night because it's, it's a garbage song. But I Mutant love it. Anthem. Like, yeah. It's Mutant Anthem. And then you play like a non-single from the second side. Of yeah, at the end of the night, yeah. And, and, I'm, like, uh, and I'm like, oh, God. Everybody and looks at you. You can't turn it off because you can't do that. You can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you commit, you it's, to, it's you over. You have to ride it out. It's and then, over. Yeah, 
Go on, give us, give us a bit of this. So our, uh, our second one is uh, Drowning Pool, um, May 2001. It was the lead single taken for the first album called Sinner. Uh, this song was... I, I, I personally believe that this song was made big by the WWF. They used it on uh, a shitload of pay-per-views. Yeah. And then ECW used it um, on a couple of pay-per-views as well. It was just one of those, like, like we said, mutant anthems. It's a savage song. Nothing they put out after it ever came near it. Um, the singer died. I think they're on the like, sixth singer or something now, this band. They just yeah just turned to show you. I think one of them died. Uh, the first guy died of cancer or something like that. Or passed. The first guy died um, of... Was it drugs? I can't remember. Vomit asphyxiation or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. He, 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 something happened yeah. to him found him in a trailer or something like that dead or in a hotel room dead and uh, they, Williams, they, I think his name is yeah they had a, they had a bunch of singers that come in and out then all the time it's a big re- revolving door policy and uh, the last one there is the Sex Pistols Bodies um, that came out on uh, that was out on Nevermind the Bollocks the only actual album recorded by the Sex Pistols came out on the 28th of October 1977 uh, but the time Bodies was recorded Sid Vicious had joined the band Sid Vicious wasn't in the band um, before they started recording this album he kind of came in during it all these songs were written by Glenn Matlock. Glenn Matlock was kicked out of the band because he was considered to be too posh uh, for, uh, for their kind of working class right, punk, yeah. punk look. Because they like never forget that the Sex Whistles were put together by a man. They're yeah. one of the an early example of a of a of late seventies kind of boy band almost. I am an authentic kind of boy band, but a boy band nonetheless. They brought Sid Vicious in. He played bass. He didn't know how to play bass, so they kind of coached him through it. He did play bass on this song, but they ended up muting it. And they asked Glenn Matlock if he'd come back because he was the only fellow who could properly kind of play because he wrote all the songs. They asked him to come back in. Uh, He said, I'll do it if you pay me up front in cash. And they never done it. So uh, he didn't come in and play bass. So they asked the guitarist, Steve Jones, would you play bass on this song? So he'd done it. And it turned out really well. So they made him do the bass for all the songs then. So every every right. bass line you hear on that album was recorded by the guitarist Steve Jones. Um, it turns out, apparently, the version that we hear all the time does actually have Sid Vicious's bass on it, just torn down extraordinarily really? low. Yeah, it's in there for the mix, just for the crack. Yeah. But it's it, it is in there now. I should I should mention this as well. David Williams out of a heart muscle failure. Oh, there you disease, go. Actually, which has nothing to do with nothing uh, to do with that we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we, you just, I just remember. Just I, was like, in my head, I was like, in yes. my head, I was like, shit. Did they yeah. come out after with that? Uh, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. So to Apologies. Um, <laughs> so who wins that one? I don't know. Uh, well, I do know. I know who I'm picking. Uh, I'm picking Sex Pistols because I think that's the only good Sex Pistols song. I've said that since we started this podcast. Uh, yeah. Sex Pistols are not that much of an important band to me. I don't find them that interesting. But I think yeah. Bodies by the Sex Pistols is an amazing, amazing song, and by far and away their best song I remember but, you, you do talk about this a lot you saw yeah. this is your favourite song by far um, but um, my, from the Sex Pistols camp absolutely my, I think the best song out of all these three is uh, Bodies by Jennifer yeah I mean it's, it's a whopper it's, it's, it's a sure it's song like, yeah. but I think it stands out more than them yeah. like I, I would sacrifice Bodies like I don't I would never listen to that I did yeah. 17 years of playing this song mm. or something like that you know what I mean literally it came out in 2000 I think yeah and or, or maybe before, or even 99. And uh, I've played this song 65 billion times. Yes. But it's just a very, it's up, it's just, it's its own thing. It it's really a likable song. It is a very likable song. Yeah. It's silly, but man, it's fucking so what? Uh, it's like so that, um, what's that other one? Oh, well, stone you, stone you, wrap my arms around. Halo by Soil. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah, that song. Like, exactly same type like bullshit. Perfectly yeah. fine, I like it, you know. 
Um, yeah, so we're, so we're discounting pumpkins altogether, essentially. I like the song. I really like it a lot. It's probably like the coolest option to pick. Yeah. It's one of the suffers from maybe being not a single, and that's why it doesn't quite stand up for that. But it's still a great, it's a really good song. Okay, so I'm picking Sex Pistols, you're picking Drowning Pool. Okay, so we've only got one. We've only got one that we can agree on right now. That's all right. right. That's all right. So we're moving on. Who's uh, What's the next battle? The next battle is Battle 5, the battle for freedom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, right, let's get straight into it. Yeah. So, the battle for freedom. Mm. Obviously, George Michael, freedom number one. It's the one that comes to mind. Uh, probably first for me anyway, because I'm yep. a massive fan. Actually, a fan of all these three yep. artists. Um, even though it was a brand new song, do you know why it's called Freedom 90? I don't know. I, I was bothered me. I, I always thought that there was an original version of it. Yeah, and no, no, no. Redo or something. That's what I thought. No, uh, Wham have a song called Freedom, and they didn't want people to get confused by it. So oh. it is a brand new song, but it's just called Freedom 90. Weird. Um, Beyonce's Freedom from the 2016 banger uh, yep. album Lemonade, which we really like. It's featuring Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Um, that's, it's, just, it's a great song. It's a great mm. single. Uh, do you believe it or not? I didn't know that Freedom by Rage Against the Machine was actually a single. Was it? I don't remember any of the singles bar fucking... Killing the name of I don't remember any maybe bomb track I think it was bomb, the fourth one wasn't track, it? yeah but, but I remember this, the this, I remember the actual cover of the single that's about it this was the fourth single mm. which means that know your enemy and take the power back wearing singles which that's is fucking mad. crazy so yeah that, that's another one of those albums that every song might as well be a single because it's yeah. just so well known um, those are three strong strong songs yes yes yes. Um, I have to say, as a massive George Michael fan, Freedom's not one of my favorite songs at all. I think it's very jangly and it's grand. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a really important song for him to get away from Sony and, and things. Mm. So now I have to pick between Beyonce and Rage Against the Machine Freedom. And I have to say, right, mm. I, if it was any other Rage Against the Machine song on that album, <laughs> I'd pick Rage Against the Machine, but I've got to give it to Beyonce. Yeah. I think, I think uh, that Freedom song is incredible. And I know... That she uses a lot of samples in it and different writers, but I don't care. It's about the song and how the song makes me feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair or not. So, uh, Freedom is Jesus by Red Against It's great, but it's it's at the very end of the album, and I always sometimes forget it. Sometimes I forget it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have to give that one to Beyonce. You're going to give it to Beyonce? All right. I'm going to give it to to Rage. I have to. I, I, I can find no fault in that first album. Uh, yeah. I find no fault in the, the first of the third album, really and truly. And, uh, Half of the second one is okay, but it's a bit cobbled together. There's some, there's some absolute nonsense on the second album, and oh, uh, yeah, Evil Empire. Right. There's some garbage. There, there's some killers on it, but the killers are blatantly left over from the four sessions. Uh, you can smell it and, off them, like. And the, Jesus, yeah, I don't get why there's so much filler on that. Stort. And, and if you listen to it, like the first time I heard it, I was like that was deadly. Yeah. Then I listened to it a few more times. I was like, actually, no. There's loads of them songs with no real hooks in them, and they're not. Good. No, and I think like Down Road, yeah, and all. It's just this. 
it, it, there's nothing yeah. going on. It's mad painful no. to listen no. to. Uh, first album is just perfect. It's perfect. The fact that yeah. they recorded it in one go, um, there's footage mm-hmm. of them just standing around in a circle playing it. Uh, how it's recorded. We've talked about this before. The first Rage Against the Machine album is one of the albums that like hi-fi enthusiasts use to balance their uh, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, hi-fi that's equipment. Crazy, like that's yeah, how good that's, it is. Yeah. Uh, for something that was just recorded essentially live in a studio. Uh, sonically, it's perfect. There's not a note out of place. Music-wise, it's incredible. Uh, that mm. one of the first bands I can remember hearing that. Like I, I bought, um, I bought that album with my communion money. Like, that's the only thing. I remember buying a basketball, uh, a Puma basketball, and going to the HMV and buying that album. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the, like, it's some, ridiculous. There's no, there's no wasted moment on that. No slacking it whatsoever. So I have to give it to, to Rage. I do agree that All Beyonce right. song is fantastic off Lemonade that we covered on, on Patreon. Yeah. The George Michael song is great. It's just, it sounds like a song that they used to sell tampons or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so it's, it's, it's overplayed. Probably, it's, it's, and, but that's, that's one of the things in my notes. It's been used on so many ads. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly popular and it does represent breaking away from something. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like you said, maybe it's breaking away from the string and going from the war side wings. Exactly. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, look, uh, who's, who's the next battle? The next battle is Battle H. It's uh, the, the battle of It's My Life. The battle of It's My Life. The battle right. of It's My Life. Uh, so we take it away there. about as much of that song as I can isn't it no it's a great little mix there actually I'm using, I'm using my DJ software I'm only yeah. actually using the mouse I'm not even using the, the proper controller and so it's oh. fun that's the battle for it's my life when I swear to god if you're not laughing when when it goes from talk talk into Dr. Yeah. Alvin so it's my life by talk talk 13th of january 1984 off the album of the same name uh charted at number 46 in the uk chart um they re-released it in 1985 thinking because it like loads of people loads of people talked about that album and that song in particular when it came out but it only made it to number 46 so a year later they're like why don't we re-release it and like n- everybody loves that song and will do better over they re-released it and they made it to number 93 it literally done like twice as bad the year that later band, that band yeah. didn't have a huge amount of luck and they just got better throughout their career yeah as well. they went they moved away from synth and just moved into this kind of real spacious kind of uh jazz kind of stuff it's brilliant yeah they're, they're very very good um next is dr album from uh, april uh, april 1992 uh, the nigerian swedish singer that we've covered on a couple of podcasts before he was trying yeah. to be a dentist he decided to uh he was djing on the side to pay pay his way through dental school and just hit it with one of that that was that song was number one in most of europe for ages uh, there's 12 different singers in that song 10 different composers uh, so Jesus, yeah, really? ca- calling it a Doctor Alban song is a bit of a piss take, but yeah, Doctor Alban is the main like, vocalist. Like, on maybe it. it's like maybe it's like Doctor Hook. It's like a whole band. No, it's just him. It's just that <laughs> pineapple head. That's it. It's just him. Um, with his weird. Remember, he had, for a while he had like six real skinny dreads just tied up in a knot hanging out the top of his head for a while yeah. with the roundy glasses. I love that song. 
by the way. I have to admit that Dr. Alban song that was a that must have had 50 different remixes. Like every every remix imaginable was 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 put on that Dr. Dr. Alban. Um oh, which one do I like the best? It's not Dr. Alban. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna lie to you. I fucking love that Bon Jovi song. Like that oh, Bon Jovi really? song. Yeah, that Bon Jovi song came out May 2000. Oh, sorry, May uh, 23rd, year 2000. Lead single from the album Crush. It was a return to the, the classic John Bo, uh, John John Bon Jovi, the classic Bon Jovi style. Uh, Richie Sambora had the talk box out. It even had callback lyrics. He was talking about uh, Tommy and Gina, who we talked about on Living in the Prayer in there because he knew oh. they were after stumbling upon some classic Bon Jovi style music here. Um, that Bon Jovi. I suppose it's, a, it's not too bad. It's not as bad as uh, fucking Have that, a Nice Day. So I, I can't that Have a Nice Day or that that one he released about the pandemic. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's so much bad stuff, but that, that to me, it's my life of Bon Jovi. Like, listen, I'm, I'm picking Talk Talk. I'm sure you're picking Talk Talk as well. Absolutely. Like, not. They're one of my favourite bands and that song is incredible. Yeah, uh, so what about picking Talk? Know, a lot of them will know the, the, no, the old version, but <laughs> yeah. the original is still the one for me. Great version, both great versions. Exactly. So, like, for me, like I said, it's a, it would definitely be a toss-up between Bon Jovi and Talk Talk, but my... In our fucking hips, I wouldn't allow me to pick Bon Jovi. I have to go with mm. uh, I have to go with the kill cool option. Uh, it is the best option, but yeah, that that, yeah. that, that Bon Jovi song, there's something in it. There's something in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never bad, owned. Yeah. I've never owned that album. I'm remembering a lot worse than it actually is. It's just put together really well. And once I hear that, rawr, 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 once I hear the talk box, I'm like Bon Jovi, man, fucking bon, proper Bon Jovi. Like, uh, right, who's next? Then it's the battle for. Uh, it's the battle to to battle or run away. Mm. Which do you do? Um, right, let's kick straight into it. Yep. Bon Jovi's back, back. Bang, straight, back. straight away this straight is away. one of the hardest triplets to choose from this is really hard because they're all fucking unreal songs yeah. all killers I think anyway so Del Fuck. Shannon the 1961 classic was his biggest hit mm. his kind of he never quite, quite um, he never quite re- recaptured it and that big and then he uh, he killed himself with a shotgun in 1990 four years before it was killed uh, Wait, was was Courtney Love accounted for on this day? <laughs> yeah, Kanye West, Runaway from the 2010 album The Masterpiece, mm. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, song featuring Pusha T. Uh, Kanye West had to write this song four times before selling on this version of it. Uh, Pusha T said it was absolutely incredible to work with, watch someone just beat that meticulous mm. about it. But the song is brilliant. It's, oh. it's it's so weird. There's no other song really like that. No. Like where someone in a, in a rap album at the top of their game in like the the most 
eagerly awaited album comes out with a song like this, and you don't really know what to make of it. The first time you think it's a that bit song, cre- it's, bit it's cheesy. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's got everything going, but that song is <laughs> so weird that Vox made an entire video. Loads of those Vox videos are very, very good where they break down songs, but they yeah. do an entire breakdown about that song. It's about twenty minutes long, and um, they go through like all the different kind of synthesizers that he used before he settled on particular sounds. Yeah. And even when it gets to that kind of middle eight bit where he just starts making noise. It's um, a bit weird, but I, lo- yeah, I still like it. It goes on a bit long, good. but that's It's fine. a little bit long, but every part of it is juicy. Like, um, And then, of course, we have <coughs> Bon Jovi, Runaway, mm. um, at the end, which we covered last week. We last did. week, wasn't it? I think we covered it was. last week. And um, so those are the three Runaways. Uh, oh. I don't know, man. I gotta have to give it to Del Shannon. I think, I think that song is perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it has a great little solo in it, and and uh, the the just the, the chord change just before he he, he sings like mad. It'll run. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, and I just think it's it's a mad song. The it's more you listen, it, yeah. it's mad stuff going on. There. Yeah, um, Runaway Bomb Jovi. We gushed about it last week. We yes. talked about how great, and it's the first ever single they released off their very first album. Mm. And uh, it doesn't. It even sounds quite retro for Bon Jovi. Yes. So uh, the Candy West Runaway is, uh, like I said, I love it, but it's not my even favorite song off that album. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Del Shannon. I think I'm gonna give it to Del Shannon as well. Runaway yeah. by Kanye is one of my favorite Kanye songs. Um, I love it. Yeah. Runaway by Bon Jovi is one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs. But I yeah. already got well, Runaway bon is, Jovi is one of your <laughs> Runaway is one of your favorite Del Shannon songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Runaway is their Del Shannon song. It is. And, it is. Um, it's been covered a couple. The Misfits covered it on their Project 1950 album as well. Yeah. Done it. Done a particularly decent version of it as well. Uh, uh, yeah, it has to be Del Shannon. It has to be Del Shannon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apologies oh, yeah, to, to Kanye and and, and John. And, and Bob, but you know, he got a vote in the last one, so he's doing all right. He's got, he's been up for two, uh, and yeah. he's, has he won any of them? He hasn't won any of them yet, but well, he drew one, so yeah, exactly. Um, right next, what have we got the the battle for push it? No, is this no. love? Yeah, okay, I, the battle for is this love? Oh, okay, the battle for is this love? Right, hit play there, okay. Two bangers there out of three. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's it. So Is This Love by Alison Moye, November 1986, uh, the number one single after a second album called Rain Dancing. Uh, co-written by Dave Stewart from The Arrhythmics, uh, who I have awful trouble tr- not calling, the, calling them The Arrhythmics. The Arrhythmics, yeah. I, I've been in awful trouble calling them. I, always, like, I have to force myself to say Arrhythmics. And not your rhythmics. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dave Stewart wrote that song. A uh, co-wrote. He, he done the music. Thinks she done the lyrics. Uh, he had to be credited as Jean Guiet um, to avoid label interference because he was just right, yeah. kind of. Apparently, he was in the same studio, and uh, I think it was Happens Jimmy Iovine put them together. I believe Jimmy Jimmy Iovine was was producer. On the, yeah, on 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 Alison Moyet's album, and he said, "Listen, you should get together with Dave." And Dave came in, sat down, and started plonking away. He came up with that, 
Um, next, you've got Bob Marley from the 1978 album Kaya, uh, number nine in the charts in the UK. Uh, it was it's grand. Here, yeah, here, it's here's grand. some here's some trivia for you. It was used in the end credits of Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball in 2003, <laughs> which is which is where it should stay. Uh, no that's interest game, whatsoever. That's the game where like where they just put mad gravitational uh, on the hit. That's it. On the the uh, mad yeah. gra- gravitational uh, like kind of. The rest of the bodies are like, mad, like static, yeah. and the tits yeah. are just banging everywhere. Bear, and um, yeah. like, Dead or Alive started out was a pretty decent, like top fighter, five, yeah, 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 top top ten fighter games, yeah. Uh, and then they just had this thing where they had like it went mad with it. It became a volleyball game because people like the the <laughs> uh, physics of the breasts. In the they game, put so. the same physics on the tits as they did on the ball, so. <laughs> you can if you go onto YouTube, if you go onto YouTube and watch like the trailers and stuff, like it's absolutely mental. Like the girls are just grunting, like they're fucking taking a heart while hitting a ball. Yeah, the like there's, there's no hiding what they're, what they're all yeah, about. Yeah, it is fucking grim. Yeah. So it is absolutely anyway. Grim. Um, uh, White Snake, 1987, second single yeah. from their self-titled album, hit number two in the US charts, was beaten to number one by George Michael with Fate. Um, it would have made number one if it wasn't for Fate by George Michael, and the song was originally written. Um, boy, white, white, boy, white snake before Tina Turner, and they decided, no, we're keeping it. It's too good. Yeah, uh, I who wins? Um, I love the Alison Moye song, but I know that it didn't be fate, but it wins this for me. Yes. It's, uh, is this love by white snake? Yes, yeah, which white is your snake. favorite? Is this, I, was to I was about to say, is this love? I was about um, to say, the winner is, is this love? Yeah, we're well, looking though? at a butterfly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's definitely white snake. It's um, an amazing song. It's amazing. an amazing song. I'm, I'm kind of sick of hearing it, but if I never heard a Bob Marley song again, I'd be happy. And uh, <laughs> I don't have too much interest in that yeah. uh, Alison Moye stuff. Not for me. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But White Snake, all the way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, what's next then? The one I, I, Battle I, number I let nine. loose. Doesn't matter. Battle but, number nine. They've already picked him in their heads, but we've been talking <laughs> so fast, they might not get a chance to think. Good. Battle number nine, the battle to push it. There's three push-its for you. We'll mm. start off with Garbage from 1998, the album version 2.0, which is a good album. Mm. Um, the, uh, written by Butch Vig uh, primarily and then the rest of the guys, but it also has writing credits from Herb, Big Love, Azar, who also wrote Push It by Salt and Pepper. Jesus. Because that's they used an actual sample on the Garbage song, mm. and it, they, it was deemed to use enough elements that it warranted a credit. A credit. Mm. So on, onto that Salt and Pepper version, uh, they hated this song with a passion. This is from 80, oh, fucking, 80, 80 I, don't, I can't remember. Um, but this is, um, they absolutely hated it. They said that it, under, it was a pop song that undermined their rap uh, credibility, um, but it just got so big that that's the one that they got known for the most. And they are stupid thing to say. That, that song. I, I think it's a great song. I yeah. love that song so much. I think it's brilliant. It's so well put together. Yeah. So well put together. 
like uh, and then we have Static X yeah. their first single from their first album uh, Wisconsin Death Trip which is a fucking brilliant album it's so Look, Static, really good, Static yeah. X are just a big riff a big deadly riff yeah, yeah. they're like uh, they're like a Rammstein that people that hate Rammstein can get into yeah, because I know a lot of people that for some weird reason they like I hate them. I hate Rammstein. I'm like, okay, mm. I, I, I sort of get it. I sort of don't. They're not particularly like likable band as a band. Their music, I think, is fucking mm. ready. But Static X are quite were quite likable until they found out they had a pedo on the band. They got rid of him. That's okay. Yeah. Gone. And then uh, up to recently when Wayne Static died and the new singer wore a mask on yeah. the de- dead Wayne Static's face. It was a yeah, bit that was mad weird. Then to yeah. find out he was guitarist in some other band or something like that. I don't know actually. They they they, they, they they were trying to keep it a big secret, but he got identified off a tattoo on the back of his arm or something like that. Uh, somebody figured out right. who he was off uh, from another. Band. I don't think it was a big joint band. I could be wrong. Uh, somebody who's listening who likes um, Static X posts uh, Wayne. Please let us know who, <laughs> who he was. Post when nobody looks post Wayne Static X. Yeah, maybe to go and see a gig. I saw Static X live twice and they were phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I remember the the, the stuff they done with the executioners was amazing. I actually have that on yeah. on single on twelve inch single as well. They just wrote really great riffs yeah. and they took a lot of the they took a lot from uh, Cold Chamber. Let's be honest. But oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Same time though. I, I prefer Static X. They've got more songs. Definitely. Cold Chamber, a bit of a joke band, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, my favourite... First of all, who's your favourite pusher? Uh, salt and Pepper. I love that Salt and Pepper song. Um, I, I, it, it's one of the songs that's playing in my head by default all the time. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll gladly wake up and that... that Not even that... Yeah, push it, not that bit. There's a bit where it's like... um when they're about to start rapping because it takes them ages to actually start rapping that song yeah but there's a bit where it's like yeah. and there's some sort of weird kind of housey build up going on and that bit just lives in my head salt and pepper here and we're in effect that's always in my head always in my head um i love the garbage song and obviously i love the static x song but for me it's it's salt and pepper well the garbage song is my favorite garbage song push it is my favorite garbage song and push it is Almost my favorite Static X song, but I still have mm. to give it to Salt and Pepper. That it's song so is good. It's an iconic song. Yeah, and it it does it does beat the other two. It just does. Yeah, it just does. And I, yeah. I swear to God, I can't tell you how much I love the garbage version or the garbage version, the garbage song. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Battle of Push It is won absolutely by Salt and Pepper. Yeah, they, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no denying that. They just pushed the other ones over the edge. Yeah. They did. Yeah. So who is the next battle? It's the Battle uh, of Ten, is it? It's yeah. It's the Battle to Jump. That's what it is. The battle to jump. Hit it there. So those are our three entries, three combatants into the Battle of yep. the Jump. Um, so you got the first jump by the Pointer Sisters, April 11th, 1984, uh, the third single off their 10th album, which is called Breakout. I think they might have renamed that album to Jump, um, if I remember right. correctly. Um, they renamed the single Jump for Your Love um, because of the next entry, because of Van Halen. Um 
they won a, 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 a Grammy for that song as well. It's an amazing song um, for, by the Pointer Sisters. Van Halen, December 1983. It's the lead single for the album 1984, uh, yeah. which came out in 1984. The song is dedicated to Benny the Jet Orquides, who's, uh, if you're into old martial arts movies, you'll know who Benny the Jet Orquides is. He was like a famous actor. He's also a famous, I think, Taekwondo and karate teacher in the States. He's done a, a lot of martial arts, but I think David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen uh, at one stage were training underneath him and we're getting personal lessons of Benny the Jet so they dedicated it to him because oh, right. he, he was like one of these famous they called him Benny the Jet because he used to do these crazy jump kicks and um, so yeah. uh, apparently this song was, was written like four years beforehand by Eddie um, by Eddie but the band weren't into it it took them years that's right he was playing around that keyboard yeah like, for a long long time yeah. and uh uh, we, we actually covered jump before so go back and look at the playlist mm. if you'll, you'll find what it's, we'll give you that all the all the details about jump uh then you've got crisscross which came out february 6 1992 off uh, the first album totally crossed out sold over two million copies and um, has 14 songwriters but a lot of that is uh, a lot of that would be sa- sample clearances and, and and royalty rates and stuff like that the main writer was jermaine dupree he was kind of the brains behind crisscross um yeah. crisscross but daddy mac and mac daddy daddy mac um died a couple of years ago um apparently he was being at the drugs died a couple of years ago um when this was recorded they were all 12 and 13 years of age but they were they were kind of even though they were kind of poppy and they, they were obviously kind of kiddie rap and stuff like that the, the lads were actually quite talented and, and and loads of at the time rappers are like i can't believe them lads are like 12 and 13 years of age like they're actually pretty pretty decent yeah. um i was mad in the crisscross for about four months when the song came out because i was like what age was i 1992 was that what i said i was 11 yeah. prime prime crisscross territory right there i i love that gimmick like the backwards clothes it's backwards clobber yeah for and what's what's mad as well if you look at a photo of what they look like even go back 10 years like jesus christ like the lads are in their 30s like shaved heads because they were going bald and it's mad looking because yeah oh mental but yeah daddy mac is dead uh, mac daddy is still alive that's I right yeah 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 it was um chris daddy mac and I can't remember the other guy's name, what Mac Daddy's um, first name was. I can't for the life of me remember. Uh, who wins that? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely a toss-up between the Pointer Sisters and Van Halen. don't think Criss Cross are getting uh, the nose I have in. To, I have to give it to Van Halen. Yeah. Um, yeah realistically, I like that Pointer Sister song, but not, yeah. not, I wouldn't, it didn't, it wasn't too hard for me to pick. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think Van Halen are, 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 are who's getting it. Um, yeah. That, that, that song was a big song for me. I, I didn't listen to it when it first came out. It was 1983. I was two years of age. Like, um, but I yeah. heard it, I probably heard it around the same time I was listening to Crisscross, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I love that Crisscross song. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah, me too. It's great. But well, they uh, had great. They had great rapping chops. To be fair. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I think we're, we're going with Van Halen. I have to. We Van have to. Halen. Right. What's yeah. who, what's the next battle? I think it's the last battle. It is of the last the war, battle, and it's the battle of so what. Oh. Here we go.
Those are our So What picks. Mm. So we've got Metallica So What, which obviously is the cover of the Anti-Nowhere League song. There's no point in me putting that version on it uh, when everyone knows this one. Um, I, didn't, I don't know much about this Anti-Nowhere League. It's the Anti-Nowhere uh, League. It's just Metallica covered them a couple of times. They're one of those yeah. bands that are like super important in the, the, the punk world. Like they, they'll sell out big venues and do particularly well and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, they, they're almost like what the Misfits were like for, for a couple of years where loads of big bands were covering the Misfits. And it was only through those bands that were covering them that a lot of people got, got into them. In, in, mainstream people. Like Metallica were definitely yeah. more mainstream than, 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 than anti Nowhere League. They, you know? def, they definitely helped Misfits out as well. They oh, yeah, 100%. So the song is about... The, uh, Two, they wrote it when they heard two guys in the pub trying to outdo each other and it's brilliant yeah. the lyrics are, it's over the top yeah. and it's disgraceful then we have So Up by Miles Davis the very first song off uh, the famous album Kind of Blue um, it's 16 bar Delor- D DeLorean jazz piece it's it's hard to talk about this song it's brilliant it's, uh, it's to impossible it. to talk about Miles so Davis songs, about yeah. so yeah so it's if you know that album you'll definitely <laughs> have heard that because it's the fourth song it's nine and a half minutes long mm. and then the last so what is of course pink for her album in 2008 funhouse i'm not i like pink a lot i'm not mad about this song though is this one of the songs that was written by tim from rancid sounds like it um i know i don't know actually. i know tim from rancid wrote a load of songs for pink um, um no, this was written by Max Martin. Okay. So Max Martin did a lot of Britney Spears, and Jesus, you'd be a long time listening to Max yeah. Martin stuff. Yeah. Uh, he launched Britney Spears. I think he launched Christina Aguilera. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong about that. But uh, the winner of this one is... Do we have to knock a few points off Metallica for being a cover? I think so. I think so. Because how, how do you merit a song that they're playing that's not theirs? Because it's not like they play it mad different. It's yeah. It just doesn't have mad English accent. So what? But what? what yeah, yeah, funny little cunt. Like I, 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 that, I, think, I think that's what I like about it, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the, the original is a fucking punk classic, and it got to any yeah. uh, pub where they play punk music, even on a, like got to TH or whatever, where there's punk on the playlist or whatever. Like that song's on there. It's just that simple. This is the. Uh, Motorhead Ace of Spades of, of punk yeah. you know what I mean it uh, is it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fun song and it's over the top and it's disgusting and gross but that's the way it's yeah, supposed to be exactly uh, the I, rest I, of the songs I, are not really like that um, the only t- I, I would listen to the Miles Davis song in more situations than <laughs> I would listen to the other two songs Absolutely. I reckon I could I, that So What song is only good once a year for me maybe yeah definitely. and I never I, I love pink stuff I really do but there's something about the na 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 na. I it don't just like sounds that song. like that last My Chemical Romance album, which I yeah is an abomination. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Miles Davis. I know Miles enough for the kill points. It's just better. It's just a better song. It's, it's just better. Music. And you can have it on. It suits everything. You can kill yeah. someone, kill kill someone to it, or wash the dishes <laughs> to it. Um, uh, so that's 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 it. That's the battle. So, that's the battles of so what? So listen, I'm going to run through our winners, right? I have yeah. the list here in front of me, okay? So uh, with Hello, we picked Lionel Richie. Yeah. With Power of Love, we had a tied first place with, um, hang on, I'll open up a spot over here. So Frankie. Get, got all this goes right. Frankie goes to Hollywood and Huey Lewis in the news. Changes, we had another toy with Tupac and David Bowie. With Bodies, we had another toy with Sex Pistols and Drown and Pill. Yeah, with no, freedom, the lost that one. I can't believe yeah. that. Oh, yeah, it's just the way it is. Uh, freedom. We have another toy with Beyonce and Raging Against the Machine. With mm. It's My Life, we have a distinct winner with Talk Talk. Yeah. With Runaway, we have a distinct, distinct winner 
with Dale Shannon. Yeah. Uh, with Is This Love, we have a distinct winner with White Snake. Yeah. With Push It, we have another winner with Salt and Pepper. Yeah. With Jump, we have another hard winner with Van Halen. Oh, well, yeah. And our last one with So What, uh, we've got Miles Davis came, coming in. So me and you agreed on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and disagreed on four. Well, mm. I'd be really interested to, f- to hear people's uh, list of their 11. Definitely, songs. definitely. I want to uh, t- tell us where we're full, wrong. The full 11. I want their full 11s. Yes. It'll only take you a minute to write this. So you're already screaming this, so don't scream it in your fucking head internally. Type it up. Put it down. And, Type um, it up. Yeah. And you'll get people liking it because they'll agree and then it'll make you feel good because you get likes on the internet. Exactly. And people will fight with you then over your choices. The same way we have to defend ourselves every single day. <laughs> so you can, well, that was a fun episode, actually. Yeah, absolutely. We might do a few more of those if we can find I'm sure there's more. <laughs> Try and find them, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there used to be a break thing. A few, if you break a few rules. Like a little bit, like, yeah. I remember back in the day with um, a load of kind of mm, late 90s and early 2000s kind of punk and hardcore and metal bands, they, they always had a song called Anthem, they always had a song called Walk Away, and they always had a song called Bulletproof. Like, yeah, well, do you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll have two songs instead of three. Two I, might work. I mean, this, this is an ambitious one, but it worked, I think. It worked quite well. Definitely, definitely. And we actually ate through it in way less time than I thought we were going to. Yeah. Like, yeah. way less time than I thought. We were. But, I thought we were going to be here for hours. No, but I think that was the best way to do this. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for this week. Back yeah, again next week. Um, if you like what we do, you've got to patreon.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast and subscribe. That's a subscription-based service. That's five euros a month. Get you access to loads of exclusive podcasts and videos and loads of junk that we throw up there. Um, if that's not your bag, you got to kofi.com. The link is there. Uh, looking at you on your podcast uh, forward slash Lost Art Podcast. And you can tip us. Um, it does tips and multiples of $3 so uh, you can put in as much as you want um, as long as it's a multiple of $3 so $3 is the basic up to as much as you want uh, if you like what we do if you have no money much the same as us that's why we're asking for it do us a favour share it out on your social media and tell your mates um, also if you do listen on like you know, Apple Podcasts or any podcast app that allows you to rate and leave reviews, do that. It's really, really important. Um, and it's something that we, we rarely ask for because it's some apps make it easy to do like five star ratings and ad reviews in, and some don't. Like I know I use um, one called Podcast Addict and it's a pound of bollocks to like rate and review on there. Uh, but if you're using mm-hmm. like an official one like Spotify, I think you can do all that. Um, like if someone, if someone asked me to like, it comes up, do you want to write it? And I click and it goes, you have to sign in to write it. Yeah, not I'm not going to do it. Don't even expect you to use it. Don't Absolutely. Do that. Don't, Pain d- the don't be doing that what's, bullshit. What's my password? Can't remember. Don't remember. I've done this six years ago. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks very much for listening. We are back uh, next week with a fresh podcast for you. I hope the new year is uh, has started out all right for you. It's all right for yeah. us. I hope the next 2021 doesn't come directly for your lungs. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Good after. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) (laughs) That was good.